We are live. Always betting. Episode number 15. 15, 14, something like that. <laughs> I actually have to look. I actually have to look. What is going on, full dog? Nothing much. Pretty happy this week. <laughs> I hear some excitement in your voice. Dude, the game of all games, Monday Night Football, New England Patriots at the Buffalo Bills. We will never forget this game, my friend. Yeah, games that we wait for. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh, so this episode, folks, is strictly about our day on Monday. Uh, the full dog sniffed out this brutal, brutal weather game down in Buffalo. He started betting at 6.30 a.m., and we didn't stop until game time. It was a wild day. We had all kinds of info just based on market prop bets. Prop bets. Yeah, we had everything going it. on, and we did not stop. That's what this episode is going to be. It's going to be describing our crazy day. And yes, I mentioned it on social media. The full dog can confirm that was our biggest game in Banfield Group history. Yep. By far. By it's far. always nice to get one of those. Yeah. <laughs> Super nice. Especially when things are, are like, I don't know if you can hear it in my voice, but dude, I'm running on fumes. Let me tell oh, you. Dude, I'm exhausted. <laughs> We're in week, what, four, going into week 14 of the NFL season. And, you know, I've Looking been forward to vacation hyper already. and excited. Yes, I, I've, I've been telling Britt that for the last two weeks. Just looking her dead in the eyes and saying the words, all-inclusive. Yeah, pretty <laughs> I, much. I don't want to think about meals. I don't want to think about waking up. I don't want to think about anything. So it's a grind, folks. This this sports betting game is not easy. Uh our volume is, is huge at this time of year, so we keep plowing forward and uh, we keep uh, talking about it with you guys here on the podcast. So today, again, we're going to be talking about that Buffalo Bills game, biggest game in Banfield Group history. We also have a special guest coming on. He's just going to join us for maybe 10, 15 minutes, nothing crazy. It is our good buddy, Goalie Numi, huge Buffalo Bills fan. Buffalo Bills season ticket holder, as a matter of fact, he was at this game. He was there in person, tailgating. Uh, from what I saw on social media, it looked like he had a couple seats in the end zone. So I could just imagine the fucking oh, that must have been brutal. <laughs> the wind chill on that. So hopefully it was in his back. But e even still, the wind that was in that game was absolutely insane. Um, grown men in the pregame show. Uh, again, this is another thing that I shared on social media. Grown men being thrown off their chairs. And these are like former football players. It was a panel with Adam Schefter and a bunch of other guys. Thrown there off their the, chairs. There was the video I showed, I sent you there, where the guy threw the ball straight up in the air and it went about 30, 40 yards the other way. Yes, there was that one. And you sent me the Welcome to Buffalo uh, tweet as well with the snow <laughs> blowing in the, in, the, uh, in the lights above the stadium. Uh, I, I shared all those. It, I, I, it was a great sequence. Of, of Instagram posts because I went on there and basically explained to everyone saying, Hey, the full dog doesn't act like this. He, he is, he's been blowing me up all day. You know, usually I don't hear too much from him on game days cause he's busy with betting and stuff, but he's been blowing me up. The weather reports are terrible. Then I shared those tweets and then sure enough, doesn't the whole game like totally shit the bed. <laughs> and yeah, uh, 
glorifying. It, it was it was spectacular. So back to uh, just a slight outline of what's going to happen on this episode. Goalie Numi's going to come on. He's going to talk about exactly what the experience was at the stadium. So that is going to be great insight. We'll pump him with some questions. Uh, he is also the winner of our weekly uh, Thursday night parlay contest. Uh, he got a nice Banfield group snapback in the mail this week. So we'll ask him how he's liking that. He sent me a nice picture that I definitely got to share on uh, on our pages. Um, that... Uh, That'll probably be it. Then we, you know, like every other episode, we'll jump into the Thursday night game. Um, We're going to start things off uh, talking quickly about our crypto assets. Complete bloodbath this week. I haven't even been paying attention to it this week because of that. (laughs) Bloodbath. Disgusting. So our our best football game in Banfield group history was followed by, obviously, nothing can go right at the same time. Right, Fulldog? Yeah, well, that's part of the, that's part of it. Keep <laughs> so, your check. Since uh, since we've been keeping track of our assets uh, in our personal Excel files, that started in March. I started doing that in March. This was the worst week our assets had since the month of March since we've been tracking. So that's really annoying. But hey, we know crypto's a long game. We know it's very volatile. The motto that we stick with is simple. When it's red, when it's bloodbath like it is now, you acquire, right? We've been acquiring. We've been taking payouts from uh, sports books all week. We've been acquiring Bitcoin. That's what we've been doing. When it's green, when everyone's talking and everyone's have has that FOMO going on and everyone's wants to get on board with crypto, that's probably the time to move some of your crypto assets into DeFi. That's the Banfield strategy. I don't know. Again, we're not experts at this shit, but that's what... Uh, that's what we've been doing, and it's been working really well. So, buy when red, DeFi when green. Very simple. Um, last part of uh, the quick intro here. Main event wrestling, MEW wrestling. That R- round we, two, round two, round two. And dude, I'm already, I'm already pissed off that you're not here. I, uh, I really wanted you to see this. I'm sure there's going to be more shows in the near future. I think uh, our sponsorship. Gave us four shows, four or five or something. Yeah, so we're gonna really, really have to uh, to try to get here here for the next one because it'll put tears in your eyes. Honestly, seeing that logo in the middle of the ring is is something special. So yeah, we we definitely got to get you here for the next one. But this uh, this show is on Friday night, December tenth, at uh, M Talus, the old Metropolis again, right next to Fafuns. Anyone listening to this from Quebec, I'm sure you know uh, for fun, especially if you're affiliated with us. Uh, but yeah, honestly, guys, it's a it's a fantastic show. Our our good buddy George is a is the uh, Vince McMahon of MEW Wrestling, and it's always great to see him in action. And we do everything we can to support him, including being the top sponsor with our sexy Banfield Group logo in the middle of the ring. So really excited to do that. My parents are fired up. They're coming. Britt's coming with me this time. She's fired up to see it. And uh, I can't wait to see all our buddies uh, down in La Belle Province on Friday night. Awesome. Yeah. All right, dude. Let's, uh, let's kick things off here. Holy shit. Holy shit. What a game. <laughs> let's, 
let's talk about what's the first thing because you, you were up you were sending me combos first thing in the morning to hit the ground game here in toronto which i did i i was out there i think i got on the street fi- at around 10 a.m and i didn't stop betting until 6 p.m it was store after store the weather in toronto here was garbage uh obviously not as garbage as as buffalo was but uh yeah, you, you, dude, you were texting me all day long saying, "Piss, this is the one. This is the one. This is crazy. I've never seen market movement like this." So, what did you see when you first uh, woke up, Bulldog? Well, I got up at like five in the morning. Unfortunately, <laughs> wish it would have been a little later because I couldn't go back to sleep afterwards. Too excited? And I ju- yeah, I just saw a lot of heavy leans and shit dropping, and I started researching the weather there because I'm like, something's something's got to give, right? Okay. And saw that it was going to be one of the windiest games that have happened. In NFL Um, history. Yeah. Probably one of the windiest in Buffalo. Yeah. And then I started researching wind just to see, like, what would work prop-wise, what would work as a good bet for these scenarios, right? Okay. Realized that that, um, anything windy over 20 miles per hour, Mm -hmm. field goal kickers averages drop down to 70%. Okay, and what are field goal kickers' averages usually? Usually in the high 80s. High 80s? And it drops to 70? 70%. And you know a lot of these teams aren't even attempting long ones in those conditions. Yep. So they're hitting 70% from close. So So then I was going from there, and then I went and figured out what would work and what wouldn't work prop-wise. And, yeah, I sat there and played all day. (laughs) So when you – St. U combos – Sent sent combos to people in Quebec. I I actually had to stop midday and charge my phone. That's how that's how much he was sending me, folks. I'm not even kidding. I'm not even kidding. So when you say you were looking at weather, what, what were you looking at? Like tell tell us exactly what you were doing. Well, it was just I figured out how windy it was there, right? Okay, there was going to be 30 mile per hour winds with like 50 mile per hour gusts. So you just throw it into Google, like, but your yeah, meteorologist you, 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 you can Google stadium weather. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that before. Yeah. So you can go and look at what the actual weather is going to be like in the stadium, and then obviously closer to game time, you can get Twitter pe- people on Twitter tweeting out videos and stuff mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to get an even better like edge on it. Yeah, perspective. And so that. Long field goal, was that the first prop you went after? Yeah, that was the first one I went after. Everyone at 46 and a half was insane. <laughs> and and what I'm is... surprised they hit a 41. Like, I really... <laughs> well, I, I told you what that was. That was uh, Nick Folk with the wind behind him. Right? Yeah, but... they ain't nobody no. going the opposite way. No fucking way. Yeah, but even to hit a 41 in those kind of gusts, whether yeah. you have the wind or not, it's still hard. Yeah, it could push you left or right, absolutely. What uh, what what books did you hit first? Do you remember the I, sequence or just no? I always well, I always start with credits, right? And basically, because it was six in the morning, I was just wait, I was just waiting for people to come up. So, as someone would open their props, well, then I'd go and pick pick them apart, and then I'd wait for the next one to come out. <laughs> now, one of our good buddies that helps us out in uh, in Montreal, JPAC, he <laughs> texted me. Tuesday, just a, a WTF, and I laughed, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, we uh, we had a pretty good day, you know. I I, I think he s- follows us on sh- social media, and he's like, 
No, my account. So, so he helps us out with some accounts in Montreal, some credit accounts. And lately his guys, one, one of the guys that he's been dealing with has been a real pain in the ass to collect from. As I've mentioned uh, in previous episodes, when, when you start to get really good at this sports betting game and you're dealing with bookies and credit accounts and whatnot, when you start kicking ass, you actually become the bookie. So, you know, you see in the movies, you know, bookie or, you know, degenerate gamblers not paying their, their bills and then bookies chasing them. Yeah, well, it's the opposite when you're really good at sports betting. We become the people chasing the bookies. For money to get paid, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we've had problems with this one Montreal guy. I don't I don't know if I consider it problems. It's just well, slow. It's, it's slow. It's slow and he's kind of waiting it out to so we have a bad yeah, week. You know, well, it's whatever. we've seen it before. You wanna, you wanna play that game? Be my guest. <laughs> so yeah, so this this guy's been a bit of a pain in the ass. JPAC's had some trouble dealing with him. And the next message I get after the WTF from JPAC is fourteen and zero. Yeah, didn't, uh, yeah, I did a fourteen and zero in that account. <laughs> so you know, we don't like to talk about numbers. <coughs> you you rarely hear us talking about what actual bets are worth and everything like that. But you guys can imagine, right? We do this for a living. We are professionals in this space. Our bankroll is significant. You can imagine what that is worth. I, I'll let I'll let you imagine what that is worth. But uh, yeah, that's that's absolutely absurd. Fourteen and all. And so what was it? Just a random variety of props, I imagine. Well, it was every player under, um, basically every wide receiver under. I had every running back over. <laughs> I think the I think they got luck. They uh, didn't. They were shading uh, Singletary too high, and that's why I didn't play the over, but they would have had one loss if they wouldn't have been doing that. Okay. So, but, yeah, it was a lot of players under. I played um, no score at the end of the first half in the last two minutes. That's okay. always a juicy one. I ended up getting, like, plus 200 on it, and you have to look at it this way. If they can't kick long field goals, which is half the time, they can't throw deep passes unless they're already set up to score when the two-minute warning starts. To score is going to be pretty tough. Absolutely, it will be. Yeah. That was yeah, that was a great sniff out, and I, I think you hit that at quite a few books, did you not? Oh, everybody got everything. <laughs> wow, 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 wow! I, I take no prisoners. You know that. That oh, well, I I know that. That's why we call you the full dog. <laughs> he just he's a pit bull, folks. He doesn't stop. And, uh, yeah, I, I feel sorry for bookmakers that either shade or don't know what they're doing or <laughs> or put up props too early during a win game. Yeah. So, okay, so the morning you're popping places left, right, and center as they come up. What does that take you into the afternoon? Because I know you kept sending me combos. So I, I here I am going around store to store to store in Toronto uh, playing, playing our value props. Uh, and this point, yeah, you, you were super excited about a few players saying like their numbers are way off at this point. Oh, so, you had guys like Mac Jones and um, Diggsy. Diggs didn't move as much. Um, Buffalo's QB, what's his name? I'm drawing a blank here. Josh Allen. Okay, Josh Allen. Yeah, Mac Jones and Josh Allen both dropped 20 yards. 
So places sitting there at like 203 on Mac Jones, he was actually a 185. <laughs> People sitting 230 on Josh Allen, and he's sitting at 215 at places. Wow. Wow. And Mac Jones, two for three, by the way. That was another LOL from uh, JPAC in Montreal. I got ha- to hand it to Belichick on that one. He, fi- he finally got some praise out of me after fucking 20 years. <laughs> uh, the full dog and I were talking about this earlier, uh, or I guess after the game, because obviously we've been over the moon about like how it worked out and, and how we got down on everything. But we always, you know, we've, we've despised everything out of Boston. Uh, Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, the Bruins, the Red Sox, not our cup of tea at all. But we were talking, and we just watched how Belichick played that game from a strategic standpoint. And it's like, yeah, it's it's hard not to have respect for the guy because it's like, wait a second, you know, I think we've been misinterpreting this guy the, the entire time. Like, we were looking at it as teams, and, you know, you're a fan of your teams or you hate a certain team. But, no, this is like he played that game very mathematically correct. Did he not? Yeah. Yes, he did. Yeah, it was. It was the best strategy you could come out with, and you got the win. It was unbelievable, unbelievable. Oh, dude, I got a fucking cold cerveza sitting right in front of me, and I didn't do my every episode pop. All right, we're ready to go now. So, the uh, afternoon. What did the afternoon look like? Just still. Popping things, or you're getting more, yeah, well, more confident some, at this point, or some people were coming up later, right? So obviously you're still popping right until um, till game time, and the numbers kept dropping. Yeah, well, they dropped at certain places. Close, it was closer to game time when the drops really happened. Okay, every most most pros know not to touch certain spots during the day. Okay. I wouldn't go hit a pinnacle or a Chris or a five dimes too early because everybody bases their number on them, right? Right. So if you pop them, they're going to move. They're going to move, and then everybody else who comes out after that is going to be lower. Right. So you wait for all the credits and all the other places to come up, and then you go in and yeah, you pop them. Yeah. And and you're just so for anyone listening that doesn't really understand how this all works, you're not going in and popping these props for like five k a pop, right? These are just little tiny missiles that you're basically sending in. Yeah, well, a lot of people won't take anything really big, right? On props, that's true. Yeah, you're gonna get somewhere between two hundred and five hundred dollars per prop at per place type thing. Okay, and that's what I've compared this ground game to. Is like every time I'm out there bet my hundred bucks per store, I feel like I'm putting a little stick of dynamite inside the old G system. I've been trying <laughs> to pull out of that for the last few weeks. Like it honestly feels like this because when it connects, kaboom. And could you could you imagine what their payout was at the old G on that game? That one had to be bad because a lot of people knew about that. Yeah. It was, dude, anyone that watched the pregame Anyone that just paid attention to the news for two days prior, yeah, I unfortunately only saw it on the day of. I knew it was going to snow. I just didn't know it was how windy it was until the day of. But anyone paying attention to the news, there was articles about that the night before, the day before. So incredible. Did you notice them 
shut down anything or pause anything? Like I was too busy on the ground, but did you notice anything like in terms of them taking any props down? Because you said you noticed it on a few online websites that places were taking down props. On, online, online books, the, um, the quarterbacks disappeared at a lot of places. Okay. Um, Permanently? Were, yeah. Well, it was closer to game time when these things started happening. Because remember I told you, it all, it all coincides with the drop, right? Mm-hmm. When people start seeing things moving 20 yards, that's when they start to notice that something's probably wrong. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, people were pulling down their props on those. They were pulling down player props. They uh, The longest field goal, which opened 46 and a half, closed, I think they closed 42 and a half with like a huge underlean. Wow. So from a bookmaker's perspective, let's put you in the seat that you were in, let's say, a decade ago with today's experience. What are you doing in that game, Bulldog? What, as a bookmaker? As a bookmaker, yeah. How are you stayed, controlling I would, have, I would have stayed low the entire day. You know you're getting under action. You just try and follow the market but stay a little lower. Okay. So you would pl- you would beat everyone on the board by, let's say, a point yeah, or yards or something? Yeah, just to make sure you're not getting the first hit, right? Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and then you let as people came down, you come down with them, protecting yourself the whole way. And you mentioned that you uh, picked on – our friends to the east, or friends to the east of me, you did oh. some damage in Quebec. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Obviously, couldn't get down a ton there because don't have um, everything set up properly yet. But yeah. I was still able to get some, and yeah, what they they were using the longest prop, field goal prop as well. Oh yeah. So For- yeah, so I just keyed a bunch of players to it, um, a bunch of two teamers, Mac Jones to that under. Um, Allen to that under a couple wide receivers to that you know what I mean those things yeah. that is yeah, yeah. and you hope you hope that you hit them all and if you hit a couple you make money and you hit them all every and single one all. <laughs> yeah well, my never been done throw. unbelievable did you fuck I, I I'm losing my train of thought we we gotta start doing these episodes earlier again because I suck at night <laughs> I, you say something I got a question and then I just lose it it's gone. Have you ever seen a game drop like this? Because you texted me at one point and said, this is market movement like I've never seen before. I mentioned it on our social media uh, platforms. Have you ever seen something drop like that, like it did on Thursday night in the NFL? Because I know college. Yeah, I've, I've seen some weather games that dropped like this. Yeah? Yeah. But they were, more, they were more for um, blizzards, you know what I mean? Okay. Snow they, games. This, yeah, they, were, they weren't win games. Gotcha. That's, this was uh, one of the windiest games I've seen, but there's there's been win games too, and you see totals drop. So what was that stat that you mentioned to me the other day about something about the wind and a total around thirty five or something like that? Oh, um, the the median total on games with twenty mile an hour wind or more is thirty five in the NFL. Shit! And what was the wind speed in this game? Twenty five. Twenty five. So it was over the average. Yeah, it's something that bookies um, have never accounted for. If you go back through the history of all win games, even in the closing line, which usually closes around this 39, 38 and a half type thing, mm-hmm. it still goes under at a 60% clip. That's insane. So the average is 35. So theoretically, the total should have been 35 and a half. And. You're, yeah, you're, depending you're on the two teams, you could have put a 37 and a half, something like that. But yeah. And he was trading at 40 and a half. 
it was trading at 41 uh, at the beginning of the day. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And just um, one more thing. Yeah, we, we actually got that live pretty good. When Patriots busted that run. Yeah. And then Buffalo came back and scored right away. Well, those are fluke touchdowns, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, as, soon as, those, as soon as those happened, we actually went and got under 45 and a half for the live game. I did post that, and we did clean up on the live as well. So, yeah, it was just – I've never seen us connect on a game like that. And that's that's why it was the best game in Banfield Group history. We <laughs> Hey, tough. when you see these opportunities, you got to take advantage of them, yeah. right? They don't come every day. No, they don't. And when you, when you do see them, it's hammer time. It's hammer time. All right, dude, let me get uh, Newman going here, and then uh, we'll see what he has to say about uh, his experience down at the in Buffalo at the game. Give me a second. All right, let's do it. All right, we are back, ladies and gentlemen, and we got Newmy on with us. Mike Newey, uh, what's going on, dude? Thanks for coming on and doing this with us. Oh, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. <laughs> So great to talk bills. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So we let uh, everyone know a little bit earlier that you are a season ticket holder in Buffalo. How long has it been? It's been a while. It's been since 2008. Oh, wow. And was this, was this your first game that you went to um, since the pandemic? It it was. Yeah. This is the first game I've been there (laughs) since uh, the Cincinnati game back in September of 2019. So it was, uh, it was quite the game to be back into, to get back into the stadium. Welcome back to the rough buff, the windiest game in probably Buffalo Bills history. (laughs) I mean, the only other game worse than that, that I've been to was 2007. It was a December game as well. It was against the Giants. Oh, man, oh, man. Uh, Eli's Eli's Giants against Edwards Bills. Yeah. And uh was the, the Giants won the Super Bowl. Oh and, shit. Uh, okay. The the Giants won on that day. Eli oh. completed seven passes. That was it. Um, Jeez. Five of them to Toomer. Oh, Bradshaw yeah. Bradshaw ran for 150 yards. So like the Bills run defense over the last 15 years hasn't gotten any better. <laughs> so um, you've won, you've witnessed something like this before, is what you're I saying. I have. I have, oh. yeah. High winds. The only difference in that Giants game back in 07 was that there was way more weather in terms of like rain and then sleet and then snow and then oh, Yeah, this know, was, was mostly a little a bit everything. Game. This was only wind. Wow. Wow. Where back in 07 you had everything. <laughs> everything. Okay, so take us through. So, how did you you mentioned before we hit the record button? You mentioned that you uh, took a bus down. Yeah, first time ever for me for doing that. Uh, me and twenty four other guys uh, braved the weather and uh, the tailgate before we got down around three. Okay, um, setting it up was a challenge to say the least. The <laughs> wind was blowing everything around uh, it was it was blowing full trays of chicken wings it was blowing our beers off the tables it was like it was really hard to find a way to keep the wind out of you know, the setup yeah everything you were doing wow that's exactly that's interesting i i noticed that you did post a video on your instagram page uh there looked to be snow going on too I yeah, think it was blustery for a little bit. There's little blizzard-like conditions there for a minute. Nothing stuck around. It didn't last for very long. Um, but wow. it was uh, 
right from the start, right from getting off the bus, you knew it was going to be a day. <laughs> you got to start drinking early to stay warm. Oh, it's, you drink on the bus. That's why you take a bus. Down. Ah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. You got right? to get, get a head start. You're you're usually yeah you're usually the designated driver that is the grill master. Uh, that's right. For anyone listening, if you need tips on how to tailgate, this is the guy you should be talking to. Hit him up. Uh, knew he's the best at it. He's taken uh, us down to a few games in the rough buff, and we've always had an amazing time. Met some fantastic people doing it. Uh, but you always do it right, dude. And uh, that's that's cool that you actually took the bus down, so you got to loosen up a little bit. You you, you got to light it up a bit. I mean, first game in two and a half years. You got to celebrate it, right? Yeah, <laughs> of course. <laughs> oh, yeah, done, done right. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so the tailgate miserable your shit's blowing everywhere now it's time to go to the stadium what are you thinking are you thinking like this is going to be a disgusting game where mac jones only going to pass two times or <laughs> what's I'm, going I'm through thinking, your mind what's going through my mind is i'm thinking you have a quarterback with a cannon and in this wind you just gotta hope to stop stevenson and harris right like yeah. that two-headed monster in the patriots backfield it's if you can stop them you got to pretty good chance at winning because Mac Jones, I don't think has the arm to throw in this wind. And I mean, easy to say pregame and then look at it after and and Belichick and, and his crew, I mean, throw the ball. They they seem to know that he wasn't going to be able to throw in that wind. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, you're, you're two for three on the game. He had one pass through three quarters. He threw two more times in the fourth. And uh, I mean, the first pass was a juggling act by Johnu Smith and, they didn't go through the air again (laughs) yeah i I, at one point i think it was 29 straight run plays from the new england offense yeah i think it was the most ever again knew me you're well aware of what we do here at uh, the banfield group and could you imagine our reaction when we're seeing this all unfold live we have every under imaginable except for the running backs we bet those guys over (laughs) as you should i mean even before the weather i think you should bet the over yeah (laughs) and uh, like it was it was like a storybook unfolding like you know the amount of volume that we bet we have all kinds of different bets going on again a reminder to everyone this isn't always winning this is always betting um so there's a lot of times where you know we'll hit, let's say, 60% of our bets, which is amazing. But this one, this one was a clean sweep. And I mentioned uh, before you got on, Numi, it was the best game in Banfield Group history. The full dog sniffed it out early. Uh, we started betting it at 6.30 in the morning, and we didn't stop until kickoff. <laughs> I can't so, even imagine the success on this game. Yeah, you, it was. You got in on it before the numbers started to turn, and I'm sure there was tons of movement. Yep. Um I would think if you were in, I think if you were in on the weather and you started hitting the under pretty early, um, I I think you got it pretty good. Yeah, it uh, it was Sounds it like was magical. Again, it's very rare that they all hit. It's always a little piece here, a little piece there. But the fact that they all came in is just un un unbelievable. It'll be part of our Netflix special that we're going to release one day. <laughs> this this specific <laughs> game. Okay, so let's get back to your story, though, Numi. Um, you're walking in the stadium. I saw that you had end zone seats. That's new this year. Usually uh, you were closer to the 50-yard line, I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, in the past. Yeah, a couple of years ago I decided to go into the end zone. Uh, it, it was just, I mean, it's easier to get rid of, uh, 
rid of the seats in the secondary market when they're in that area of the stadium. Um, okay. So personal decision to do that. Uh, I, I actually really enjoy it. You can see the play develop. You can see everything going on. Um, yeah, the, the angle that you showed, uh, again, on your Instagram page looked phenomenal. But my, my biggest question here is, was that nasty win in your face or was it in your back? Because I'm not sure which end zone you were sitting in. So I was underneath the scoreboard and okay. it was at my back. Um, the way the way the seats are, we're actually pretty far up against the wall. So the wind for me wasn't brutal once in the stadium. Okay. Um, however, it does not do any sort of justice with, you know, rewatching the game as we're talking it, uh, talking about it. And uh, it does absolutely no justice to what the actual gusts were, what the sustained <laughs> winds were. They, you couldn't you couldn't do anything without something blowing away wow <laughs> and uh, again i already mentioned it earlier in the episode but i i actually watched the pregame show after the game right because i'm like fuck that that looked terrible that looked terrible you could hear the wind in in, in the mics were picking it up and everything and then so i went and watched the pregame show and there was a panel of, I, I can't remember, I suck with names. It was the one girl and the four guys. F- four guys are all ex-NFL players. And then there was Adam Schefter as well. And Acosta Vuin came into the stadium, blew her off her chair. And they all started laughing and like, see, see what kind of, gu-? and then all of a sudden the second gust came and knocked them all off their chairs. Yeah, this we were walking in the stadium and I was struggling to stay on my feet. That that's strong. It was. I'm not a small guy. I, I mean, the wind was pushing me over. It was pushing, you know, a couple buddies over. It was. Wow. Uh, it was real. It was strong. You needed to have a little strength to keep yourself up if you weren't expecting it, or else you were getting pushed over by the wind. Oh my that's, God. Uh, that's incredible. You you know what that reminds me of, full dog? The waves in Haku Beach. <laughs> Oh, yeah, when you're not expecting a good one, you get face planted. Yeah, regardless of your size, uh, those waves will kick your ass. And, you know, you can ask uh, some of our close friends that came to our last Super Bowl Bowl party in Costa Rica uh, what that experience was like getting mauled by the waves. But that's what it reminds me of, these crazy-ass winds. So so you must have known sitting there in the end zone, like, these guys can't throw. Like, nobody's kicking into this either. I honestly thought that there was going to be no punts, no kicks, no nothing in this game. I thought it was going to be every fourth down was going to be tried to be converted. And yeah. Like you, we weren't going to see the punters. We wouldn't know their names at this game. Um, <laughs> it turns out that Belichick was right. Um, I mean, he went for two right off the first touchdown. Um, McDermott had the wind, uh, went after that pass to Gabe Davis, right? Mm-hmm. He was going with the wind at that point. So he decided to, to kick his to kick his one mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and then after that it was 11 10 forever they each kicked a field goal somehow um all short field goals and then after that i mean new england got their one other field goal to make it 14 10 and the rest was history yeah just like, just wild, wild. It, it was wild i mean alan alan had a game i mean his numbers don't bear it uh 15 for 30 um barely over 100 yards i think he had he actually had more passing yards into the wind than he did with the wind that day. And uh, his his arm is, is for real. And I also think his legs are for real. 
Yeah, uh, they, the need, they, need to, they need to use this guy, right? Like they're yeah. not, they did not utilize his skill set in this game whatsoever. Um, but I mean, that that's okay for the uh, for the always betting team for the bad yeah. team, right? Um, that's okay for that. I snuck a bet in with him. Um, I had him over 36 and a half rushing yards, and it took literally until like the last drive to get him over it when he ran that 23 yarder. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> so at, at any point, were you and Anthony went with you as well, right? He did. Good, uh, good friend of the Banfield group. Uh, shout out to, to Tony. Uh, we, did you guys exchange at any point like, fuck, this would have been a really good game to bet under on? Did that go through your mind at all? Was that a thought? We were on the bus with a few amateur betters, and okay. they, <laughs> they they need to they need to follow the Banfield group because they're that. <laughs> they had the overs. Um, I imagine they, they had the they had a couple overs. They had like Allen first touchdown. I was like, oh, you guys are betting with your heart here. You guys, <laughs> you guys got to look at the numbers and you got to sniff out the bad numbers, right? Like yep. it's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, absolutely you do. And uh, on that note, um, I got to give you props, Numi. So, and, and the full dog um, will give you props as well because the odd time I've I've reached out to the full dog and said, "Hey, uh, Numi just sent me some info about the CFL," and he is not a guy that like will just talk shit for no reason, right? When when Numi sends me something, it's usually for a reason. So. Uh, I just want to give you props for that CFL info that you always send our way. And uh, oh, oh yeah, it's beautiful. <laughs> the full dog knows now. When 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 I text him with something that Numi said, he's always excited, and uh, he definitely acts on on your info. So I wanted to thank you for that. No, oh, no problem. I feel like I should get into the amateur uh, <laughs> amateur betting world. I, I I don't actually dabble at all. I just kind of follow along. Yeah, but you're you're one guy that understands it though. When I when I speak, you know, I can usually tell when people understand. You're you're a numbers guy as well, right? So I am. Yeah, you uh, you get it. You're you're one of the very few that that understand where we're coming from, the angles that we play, right? It's it's all about the numbers. It it really has very little to do with what you know about you know individual players or coaches or whatever. Like all that stuff helps, but at the end of the day, it's numbers. It's it's Absolutely. mathematics. Yeah. So, okay, well, dude, thank you again for for doing this, uh, giving us the insight. That is hilarious. How how did the game end? Like, were you guys absolutely frozen by the end of it? Yeah, I mean, as the as the night went on, it was getting getting pretty crisp out there, especially with the wind. Like, the wind didn't stop right for sixty yeah. minutes of football. Like, the game ended around eleven thirty. You're just sitting there, and you're like, okay, you know, it's it's a one possession game essentially the entire game. So. Every single person stayed in the so stadium. You, so you can't end. leave. Yeah, you, just, can't, you can't take off. <laughs> no, of course. Like, right to the end. And, like, the atmosphere right at the end, right to the final triple zeros. Like, people left angry. Oh. Right? Like, you're just <laughs> looking at this offense. Your defense allowed 14 points. I mean, Harris went for a run for a 60-plus yard TD. But outside of that, your defense held up pretty pretty good. Yeah. Um, but people left angry with the way the Bills' offense goes, and I mean, um, that's that's if you're in the, if you're in the Banfield group, you're probably pretty happy. Or even outside of that, right? Like if you're betting in that game and looking at the way that panned out, you're you're probably pretty happy. If you're a Bills fan, you're you're 
cursing the entire way back to the car oh, oh, and probably the entire way home. Um, <laughs> absolutely. Well, it's, uh, uh, but it was fun. I mean, it's nice to get back. It's nice to, yeah, for it was sure. an easy there and back. The border was simple. Um, that's that's great to, great to hear. I know I have some uh, hockey buddies that are heading down to the Rough Buff at some point to, in in future games, and they were all asking that. So for the hockey guys, listen to the podcast. You get good info about not just betting, but also football and also border conditions uh, going over. <laughs> so that's that's awesome. You di- you didn't need a test or anything to go in and out, did you? No, not in and out. You do have to fill out that arrive can app uh, yeah. just to go home. Okay. Um, and I don't know if it's a bus thing or a, uh, a regular thing. They handed me a, uh, a random COVID test. So I had to send in a test within 24 hours of, of coming home. Okay. Was that for everyone on the bus or was that just, you? no, no, I think 10 of the 25 received it. Okay. okay. Um, I'm not sure if that's for regular, like taking a car over or not, if they just hand a bunch of tests or a car window, I You'd have to look that up. Yeah, you'd have to look it up. Cool. And just the last thing on the bills, I know uh, the full dog brought this to my attention. One of the, what was it, uh, dude? The the reporter asking about like, are you guys embarrassed about losing to? Uh, uh, what was yeah, it? When, exactly? they, when they asked when the reporter the- asked Hyde after the game if he was embarrassed losing to a team that only threw three times, and he lost his shit. <laughs> yeah, he lost his shit. He as he should have. Yeah, he didn't take too kindly to that question. No. <laughs> and no and for the record, he should be embarrassed. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm Tough. rewatching this game right now, and they got nine in the box. Nine. Yeah, and they still can't stop them. It's tough. I, I I'm curious to know how the opening coin toss went. Like, did Belichick specifically, you know, play it so that he had the wind in his back in the fourth quarter? Because some he's sneaky like that. And I have a feeling that he did that on purpose. But he he must have. Yeah, <laughs> I I can totally see. I mean, it. I was still in line trying to get in at that point. Yeah, but yeah. You know, I'm sure I'm sure that's what he does. It's a Belichick move. Absolutely, absolutely. Especially with that wind, right? hundred percent, hundred percent. Okay. Well, dude, uh, we don't want to keep you too long, but what we do at the end of every episode is go over the Thursday night game. And since you, my friend, uh, hit your two team parley last week and were the recipient of a brand new Banfield group snapback, what do you say that, uh, you jump into this analyzation with us? Sounds like a plan. Let's do it. Like good. Did we'll you like the hat? We'll go in. We'll go in cool. Hat fit great. Very nice. nice quality hat. Awesome, awesome. Glad, uh, glad you liked it. So Thursday Shout night, out to your procurement group. <laughs> we have the Steelers at the Vikings. The Vikings are a three-point favorite. You got to lay a one fifteen on that right now at Pinnacle, and the total looks like it's going up a bit, looking like forty-three and a half. Full dog. No, nah, it's dropping. It's dropping that total. It's coming down from forty-five. Oh. So Pittsburgh and Minnesota, what is going on there? We got some injuries. I know uh, Dalvin Cook's Thielen. questionable and Thielen's out. Okay, going to ask about Thielen. I would bet that Cook is out as well. Yeah, that's that's what I've been reading as well. So uh, yeah, it looks like Thielen. That, that uh, Thielen was on my fantasy team. I traded him a couple weeks ago. Kind of like how that worked out. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's a, that's another thing that, uh, we could probably talk for an entire episode about, uh, how are you feeling about the jungle these days, Newly? Well, we're hanging on to the skin of our teeth over here. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I've, I've been in a couple of years after being promoted probably four years ago. This is the tightest I've ever seen it. 
yeah, it uh, it, it is. I mean, it is a cutthroat, two to, two cutthroat to ten, league. even eleven. It's this is tough. Totally, totally getting off topic here, but I, and I apologize for that. But there is one thing to mention about the jungle. You know, it's a competitive league when. 50% of the league is fighting on the waiver wire at 3 o'clock in the morning every Tuesday. That is the true story about the jungle. That's how competitive it is. It's absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> People set their alarms, yes. get the waiver wire, and go back to bed. Yes, at 3 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> anyway, back to the so Thursday back, game. Yes, back to the Thursday game. Uh, do you see anything here, Fulldog? What, what are you seeing uh, out there? I know there's not too many props on the board. I, I'm looking at Pinnacle right now. There's only yeah, two there players. Yeah, there is yeah, there isn't a whole bunch. Me, personally, I'd probably go, this is probably another under game. You're going to have dink and dunk passing with with run game between the two teams. Should be a lot of clock getting killed. Yeah, and that is usually good for the house. I know uh, a lot of people ask us, why the hell do you guys always bet the under is live? Well, that's, uh, that's a value thing. We can't give away all our secrets, but uh, if you're telling me it's an under game, that's always, always good for the house. What about you, Numi? Are you seeing anything here? What are you thinking? I mean, I'm going into this cold. What I'm seeing is it's uh, it's in Minnesota, indoor game. You don't have to deal with the Pittsburgh weather at all, yeah, uh, or Minnesota weather in December. So it's it's going to be nice. Um, I would think that if Cook is out, this is going to be a Madison game. Uh, he would be the only guy that I would think of anything over. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think he touched the ball 25 times last week. Yeah, yeah, I, I would think anything on him if Cook is out. And even if he is in, I would still think Madison gets a pretty heavy <coughs> workload with a shoulder one week removed from, you know, a three to four week injury for Cook. Yeah. Uh, Minnesota's desperate. They just lost to a 0 10 and 1 team. Uh, both teams are actually desperate. They're, they're yeah. fighting for their playoff lives here. Yeah. Um, and no, no, again, no Thielen as well. So you got to think that uh, double coverage on Mr. Jefferson and uh, they're just going to. Jefferson yeah. gets a lot of double coverage anyway, right? Like Thielen yeah. target share has been dropping quite a bit in recent weeks. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, him being out, I don't know if that changes much on the Jefferson coverage. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll have to see. And like uh, like I just mentioned, there is not too much out there. Again, a lot of injury concerns in this one. So. Prop-wise, it's very bare. The only ones I'm seeing out there right now is Jefferson and K.J. Osborne. Uh, both guys are favored on the over. But, all right, yeah, I uh, have to think that uh, with the injuries of the Vikings, I'm, I'm going to think the Steelers are going to come out of this one. Benny will be happy. Yeah, Benny with a plus three? I don't... Yeah. Well, I'm, don't talking God, I'm, ta- I'm talking but... Godfather Benny. <laughs> No, I know. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But, uh, all right, cool. So, well, there you have it. We, we don't have much for you, unfortunately, folks. The full dog likes the under. Um, Numi likes Madison, touching the ball a lot. So there's some info uh, to work that, with. That, that usually helps with the under. Yes, it does. Yeah, a lot of More pounding the rock. I feel, yeah. I feel like a lot of teams are almost going back to pounding the rock a lot. You know, a double-headed monster. And yeah, just, real, like, real football. That's that's the way uh, that's the way it used to be played, right? None of this aerial shit. So we'll have to see. But again, these these are our opinions, folks. We we don't we we're not betting any of this shit. We're just giving you something to work with here and talking it out a little bit. Uh, Bean is actually the best for this kind of stuff. He always asks these hypothetical questions that uh, really get <laughs> us talking. So <laughs> we'll uh, 
I think we'll uh, we'll wrap it up right there. But Numi, again, I just wanted to thank you for jumping yeah, on here with us. Thanks for coming on the show today. Yeah, this no, anytime. I appreciate you guys having me on. It really uh, it really adds an extra element to to have someone that was actually there at the game, witnessing all this, feeling all this. Um, so yeah, again, thanks thanks for doing this, and uh, yeah, make sure you keep uh, sending us those uh, insider Numi picks. Because we uh, we appreciate it a lot, especially in the CFL when we don't really pay attention to that. So, very appreciated. No, no problem. I'll I'll keep an eye out. All right, good stuff, dude. And thank you, everybody, for tuning in to episode. This was our fifteenth, right? Yes, episode fifteen. This is Pisky, Numi, and the Full Dog signing off. We will catch y'all next week. <laughs>